Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Janelle B. Stewart podcast. I am your host, Janelle B. Stewart, an award-winning beauty editor. The Janelle B. Stewart podcast is a weekly lifestyle podcast designed to educate, empower, and engage. Episodes touch on various topics of our lives, including health and fitness, love and marriage, entrepreneurship, parenting, self-love, and much more. My goal is to have you feeling uplifted and inspired after you listen to each episode. Welcome to episode 15. I am so excited to present this new episode to you because I have a very, very special guest. If you listened to episode 14, then you saw that I answered questions about balance of power in your marriage and um, a lot of other great things. And continuing on with marriage month on this podcast, I thought it would be a great idea to bring in another marriage expert, someone who I trust trust, their judgments and their opinions, someone who I personally uh, say is a great person to offer marriage advice. It's going to be someone who's going to be able to bring us a new perspective on marriage. And that person is Joelle Stewart. Hey. <laughs> my husband, my husband. <laughs> so um, this is exciting because my husband and I don't usually mix business and um, our marriage together. I usually do my thing and he's a great supporter of what I do, but never to be one to be in my YouTube videos or to be heavy on my social media. So this is going to be really interesting. But as someone who I love and um, respect, and of course I feel can offer great information to you all, I thought it would be great for these uh, set of questions to bring him in to help answer them, to give his opinion and a male perspective. So do you want to tell them a little bit about yourself? Nope. (laughs) Can you just say something? What's up, guys? Joelle, uh, photographer. I feel I'm I'm best to answer these questions because I have been married a long time. Well, decent enough. How long have we been married? Seven years. Okay, good. How long have we been together? Too long. I mean... (laughs) 12. Yeah, this year will be 12 years together, 12 years married. I mean, yeah. seven years married. You pass. Yay. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm a logical thinker. I believe in treating people fair and not judging everybody from what they do or what they've done. So I could answer questions and be logical about it. And I agree. He is definitely about fairness, um, which works well in marriage and I shared with you in my podcast about fighting fair in your marriage. I believe it was episode one that you need to be you need to be fair in your in how you talk with each other and how you deal with each other. Okay, so let's move into the very first question. This question, the the three questions that I'm answering in today's podcast are all anonymous. These were questions that were sent in to me directly to my email. So we won't be sharing any names or whatnot. Um, I hope that those of you who are listening can find support and help in these questions. And for those of you who ask these questions, I hope that we're going to be able to support you in the issues that you're having in your marriage. Or if you're not having an issue, but you just want to know how to deal with something, I hope that we're able to give you that support. Question number one, what would be the best way to handle you and your spouse being on different sexual schedules, i.e., He prefers at night and I'm the morning one. How do you approach the subject of not feeling like you are being consulted regarding... Oh, and this is a second question. Okay. And I'm the morning one. Okay. And her second question is, how do you approach the subject of not feeling like you are being consulted uh, regarding issues that affect the entire family? Okay. So let's start with the... How do you deal with the your spouse being on different sexual schedules? One person's a night person, one person's a morning person. What are your thoughts on that? Like, if that was us, how would you approach that? If I liked it in the morning and you liked it in the night? Some type of compromise where we uh, set, not really dates or time, but we set a, a notion where we can maybe meet each other halfway. So maybe this week, morning, next week, night, or... 
sometimes midway if possible Mm -hmm. i think for me the one thing i wonder i like the compromising answer because obviously we need to figure out how we're going to satisfy both of us i don't know if the reason why she prefers morning is because she has more energy or if she prefers morning because she likes it to be daytime. Like I have no exact reason if that's when her, why her sexual drive is more stimulated in the morning. Um, But him preferring nighttime could be similar. Like I think for a lot of people, you equate having sex with being able to be in your bedroom, relax, and um, maybe you don't want to have to, Maybe you don't want to have to have sex in the morning and then go and start your day because it drains you depending on, you know, how much sex you have. Like without getting too personal, when we have sex, it's it drains us. We normally just want to roll over and like go to sleep. So do I want to do that in the morning and then have to start my day and go to work and 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 have to have that? exhaustion or that depletion of energy when I could do that at night and then go to bed and be rested. So I'm thinking about that. Like, why is it that they're 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 different and when they want to have sex? True. It could be their schedules also. Maybe their work schedules are different or just their, their life schedules are different. So maybe one is at night, you know, want to watch TV or one of human wants to catch the game or something yeah. like that. Or she wants to catch her shows at night and in the morning, they're just worried about planning their day and getting focused for that day itself. And that may be a distraction to them or set them off course. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So how do how should she approach it? I would personally, if it was you and I, and I liked it in the morning, I would explain to you why I prefer to have sex in the morning so that you truly understand what it is I'm feeling. And I would obviously want to hear your side of it. But I think because sex is supposed to be some sex can be planned and it can be scheduled depending on your relationship, you may need to do that. But on the other hand, there should be some spontaneity in it, too. And if you two share the mornings together where you're at home at the same time often and it's not like a hustle and bustle, I don't know if I if we could have sex in the morning all often because we have two little ones who are coming in and out of our room asking us questions and then outside of having two little ones our schedules don't allow for morning sex because he leaves for work before I even would wake up for my day and most of you are still sleeping too so that wouldn't work for us but on your days off when we have had morning sex it doesn't feel as relaxed and as comfortable because we are listening for the pitter-patter of the stairs. You know, are the kids about to come upstairs? Are they about to come in the room and ask us questions? And even you can lock your door, yes, but you know what I mean? Like, And we still have to get into our day, so we either have to wake up real early or it's a day we're actually sleeping in, which is not that often. Yeah, that's true. But if we woke up early and we were having sex, then if they're still sleeping, there's the nerves that they, we could wake them up. And I wouldn't be, like, I'd be trying to, like keep quiet like it would just I wouldn't be able to be as into it and as relaxed as I am when we do it in the evening and we know that the chances of somebody waking up because we're being too loud are slim because they're knocked out Mm -hmm. and I can just be very relaxed very comfortable and enjoy it because I'm not worried about who's waking us up so maybe in this case maybe they don't have children however in her next question she said it affects the entire family. So I do feel like she might have children. So maybe it's just not comfortable for him. Like, I wouldn't be very comfortable having sex in the morning all the time. Or maybe maybe it's another issue to it. So maybe instead of them trying to go the full nine yards uh, at that presumed time, what they can do is say, you know, in the morning, we just have a little quickie or something like that. That's true. Or at the night, maybe he works overnight. So right before he's about to head out to work or something, get it in for a little bit. That's it. So they don't meet the whole, you know, restrictions of, oh, I don't want to do it then. You don't do it then. Just have a little one. And then when you do meet up, you have the real big explosion. (laughs) Explosion. (laughs) Is that how you describe it? Explosion? Can be. Yeah. Is that how it is when we have sex? Is it an explosion? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So her next question, the next part of her question is... How do you approach the subject of not feeling like you're being consulted regarding issues that affect the entire family? So 
basically what I'm understanding is her husband is making decisions that affect everyone. It could be finances. It could be schedule. And he's not consulting her. Well, yeah. I think she needs to remind him they're in it together. And he's not just to make all the decisions. Maybe he does make decisions on certain things, which he allows. And she makes decisions on some of the things which he allows. But she needs to let him know that, listen, I need to have a hearsay on this particular subject or all particular subjects. Like She needs to make it known. Yeah. Okay. So I say to you, like, you didn't consult me on it, but you've already done it. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've already done it. Yeah. There's nothing I could do now. I can let you know how I feel. Yeah. To work for the future. And then what gonna, happens? It's always going to happen again if they're married, especially it's going to come up again. So from from your that's right it will come up again because you're constantly making decisions that affect the family. I think for what we do in our marriage is um we always consult each other. Most of the time. I, I what times have we done something that I don't write it down. But the point is that <laughs> wait hold on I was trying to explain myself. I feel like we consult each other most of the time about decisions that affect the family. I'm not talking about you need to go do something really quickly or um, you're going to spend money on something that is inexpensive. I'm talking about things that really affect us. They affect our finances. They affect our schedules that we have. They affect our work. I feel like we do consult with each other. Yes, there are sometimes things that we may not talk about, but it doesn't impede on our livelihoods and how we live. Um But, you know, if we're going to, let's say, buy a new car, we're going to consult with each other and we're going to talk about it. You may feel, I know, for example, we recently bought a car almost a year ago and I was really apprehensive about, about buying a new car because I hate having a car note, but it was something that I needed. It wouldn't have been cool if I just went to the dealership and just bought the car by myself. Because that is affecting our finances. Like, I can't do that. I have to consult with you. And whenever I am planning to be away, for example, for work, there isn't much of a consultation in the sense of, like, I'm asking your permission. Is it okay that I'm away? Because we've established that part of my responsibilities for work is I will have to travel for speaking engagements. And likewise, with your photography business, I understand that you will have to do shoots. I understand you're going to have to do events and functions. So there isn't a consultation about can I do it or not. We've already established that there will be times when I have to go away. And we've discussed, I think this is part of the consultation, that I won't travel every weekend. So we consulted about that. And as far as photography, we've consulted in the beginning that you'll keep your shoots to a certain amount weekly so that we still have time to have you here as as the father and as the husband in in the home. So we've consulted on that. But then when it comes to scheduling, we have established a system where we both put it in our calendars. So there's no surprises when it's time for me to leave. You're like, oh, she's leaving this weekend. Uh, What am I going to do with these babies? You know, or whatever. Um, So my personal opinion as it relates to what do you do when you're feeling that way? Just like you said, Joelle, she needs to tell her husband or if this is a man and he's referring to his wife, you need to tell your wife, you need to tell the people in your life that matter that you, it is an absolute necessity that you have a conversation with them. Even if at the end of the conversation, you don't agree with what that person is wanting to do or said, you'll have a better understanding of why. And in marriage, communication is so important and the comp- be willing, being willing to compromise is also equally important. So you have to be able to hear the other person's side and he will need to compromise in... Um, the power struggle that he seems to be having by not wanting to talk talk with you about things because it's almost as though he feels like he doesn't need your permission and understanding that it's not about permission at all. Do you feel like when you talk to me about things, you're asking my permission? No, most of the time is really just to be on the same page. So yeah. So you both could know what's going on and when. So that way, if, say, I wasn't available, you could answer those questions or you could handle the situation. Or if you're not available, I could handle the situation. Mm-hmm. So it's best both knows that both best is on both the same page to make the right decision. 
Yeah, absolutely. And when you have trust in a marriage, you don't feel like you need permission. I think for people who may be in marriages where when you talk to your spouse about the next move you're about to make, you start to feel like you're getting their permission. It's because there's no trust. Because when you have trust in your relationship, there's no can I go because you're trying to get permission. It's more or less giving that your spouse an update and letting them know where you are with things. So make yourself, make it known that you need you need this information. You need to be consulted before the decision is made. You both need to be united in the decision-making, even if it, you're both not 100% in love with the idea, but you agree that it's going to happen and you guys are going to actively work to make whatever decision, how that impacts your family successful. Okay, so the next question is also anonymous. Her question is, any tips on dealing with difficult in-laws? My husband and I have had arguments regarding his mother's inappropriate behavior and lack of interest in her only grandchild. Aww. She can do no wrong, and I am always left feeling like if push comes to shove, he will take her side in a heartbeat. I have decided that there is no point in telling him how I feel regarding his mom because there's no getting through. Any advice as to how I keep myself together and to tolerate my mother-in-law? I, I don't even know. Where do we begin? First of all, I think she's wrong. She shouldn't hold back and not tell him anything. That That's the first thing she needs to do. Talk about it. If, if he's not going to even listen to you, you still need to speak to him. Let him know how you feel because you're still in it together. And... Uh, that sounds crazy, but, um, I want to know about this inappropriate behavior. Yeah, like that, that, he has to understand that that means that she's disrespecting his wife. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, those are not the correct vows that they uphold it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Could you imagine your mom not being interested in her grandchildren Never. the way that she loves them so much? I don't even, I can't even comprehend that. It, I don't it, even. It must be some more to the story. Yeah. Maybe she wasn't happy. The mom wasn't happy about them to begin with. To, with them getting married? Right. Okay. So, so it was probably an ongoing problem that stemmed onto the child, which is. But that you, but usually don't, if you, for example, don't like who Joel gets married to. Mm-hmm. The grandchild, you you fall in love with right, them. You don't care about her, them. right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's weird. She's grandma just better. She got issues that she needs to do. She is grandma's better. First of all, from my perspective, you know the Bible says that you leave your your mom and dad, you leave your parents, and you cleave onto your wife. So your husband needs to be put in check. His actions are wrong, 100% wrong. When it comes to the person that you're married to versus your parents, there is no discussion. You are now his main priority and making sure that you are happy and satisfied and comfortable in all environments is his priority, not his mom. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how much you love your mother. When it comes down to it, you need to make sure that I am happy. There's still some type of boundary, yeah. He needs to step in, and if if mom if his mom needs to fake it or something, or he needs to put her in her place and let her know that listen, you my mom at the end of the day, you always be my mom, but this is my wife, this is my new family. I'm starting, mm-hmm. and you need to respect my wife. And what's up with you not being a real grandma? Right, you, you have to be a real grandma. Like, <laughs> Would you take the baby over and be like, here, <laughs> take care of her? <laughs> yeah, she needs to. Yeah. That is really important. Didn't, baby didn't do nothing to her. That, I just don't understand that. So you have a newborn photo shoot in New Jersey in 30 minutes. No, no, no I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a perfect example That's of postpone. our schedules. <laughs> I just got a pop-up on my computer saying that he has a photo shoot. Um, because we're I'm on his calendar. I'm, I'm a part of his calendar, so I know what he's doing so that I'm aware. Um, but anyway, that was a little sidebar. Okay, if you did not see or feel what I feel about your mom, I wonder if that would make it diff- more difficult, right? How do I talk to my mom about something that I don't see? I don't know if he's oblivious or if he just doesn't, he doesn't react the way she well, does. she needs proof. 
and she needs proof. She needs to break through to him what she's feeling so that he can see it and understand it. Because maybe as soon as he sees it, he's like, whoa, whoa, yeah, this is definitely going on. This is not cool. But I mean, he has to see a situation like that, especially with the child. If he goes to hand the child to the mother and his mother and his, his mother's like, oh, wait, put her down. I don't want to hold her right now. I, it might you not know? be. It might not be that blunt. It's not, but but maybe just like how a grandmother would be, like when they would they would make time to come over, or maybe you try to schedule for the baby to be over with her, or you know invite grandma to birthdays and other when celebratory things. And yeah, and she like doesn't that. come. It could be like that, but sure, maybe when sure. she's with them, yeah, she'll take the baby. Yeah. But she's not going above and beyond to do more. Um, You know, I think it will take time. And unfortunately, like, I know this is probably not what you want to hear, but you may never have that best buddies relationship with your mother-in-law. You may not. You may never get that. And I feel like that's okay. I feel like um, you don't need to have that. For example, with us, you and my mother, and even when my dad was here, y'all didn't have no beef. Nope. But y'all ain't besties. Y'all are cordial, but y'all ain't besties. And there's nothing wrong with that. Whereas me and my mother-in-law, I think for this for this listener, this this she would probably be extremely jealous of the relationship we have because my mother-in-law calls me so much. Sometimes I'm like, that's your mom. <laughs> that's your mom. So sometimes it could be overwhelming because it's not my mom, it's his mom. Um, and her expectations of me often because I am her daughter her daughter-in-law are very high like they would be if I was her daughter. Um, So she, this listener, would be extremely jealous because we don't have that situation going on in our marriage at all. But yes, you may not be able to be besties with her. Um, I understand how hurtful it would feel if you, if my mother-in-law did not care about my children. I would be so hurt. And the thing about um, being Christians, I don't know if you're Christian, but we are Christian, so I'm going to speak from a Christian place, is you have love for everybody no matter what. It does not matter what she is doing or has not done in your family, with your children, with you, with your husband. You still have to love her. You still have to raise your children to love her because that's what we're supposed to do. We love because God loved us and we have to give that love as well. And you may see changes in her. I would suggest you distance yourself from her as much as you can. Um, if your mother, if your mother-in-law is being inappropriate, being disrespectful, don't engage her. Do not go back at her. I would not do that. I would not say anything back to her. Don't give her a piece of your mind. Just do a bye, Felicia. Let her have several seats. Treat her with kindness. Kill her with kindness. Yes. And just divert the negative energy towards the people that do show you that love, to the people that do show your child that love. Have your mom have, you know, that special time with the child and engage in her more because then guess what the child's gonna grow up and be like oh yeah i do have two grandmas but that one she's kind of whack you know (laughs) and that will be on her though right right but the child figured that out on on their own yeah so i think you should just divert the energy and stick with your family and when you have to deal with his family just do it cordially and kill it with kindness yeah and i also thought when you were saying that how your mother has sisters and she has cousins you can always refer to those people to play kind of like grandma, even though they're not really grandma, but those people are going to love your child true, too. True, true. So you, your, your mother. Or grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah. You know, grandpa, grandpa has brothers and sisters. I mean, the mother-in-law clearly is, is the closest relationship that you would want because she's the mother of your husband, but she has family members who you can build those relationships with that will love your child just like they do they, your husband, like a grandmother should. So I hope that was helpful. Last question, also anonymous. She says, I'm 36 and I've been married for a little over 17 years. Damn, Gina. (laughs) That's going to be us soon. What? We've been married for seven this year. 10 years, JJ will be 15. Wow. L will be 13 in 10 years. I need a drink. (laughs) By the time... They're 20, JJ will be 20 in 15 years. We will have been married for 22 years. That's crazy. And our kids will only be 20. (laughs) 
That's beautiful. I get so excited just thinking about that. But this ain't about us. Sorry. (laughs) In our relationship, I'm the person who takes care of the household bills. My husband literally doesn't know how much the water, gas, cell phone bills, etc. are. Yes, he could guess really well, but he doesn't really concern himself with it because he's he knows I'll handle it. Well, as I mentioned, I've been doing this for over 17 years and I'm tired. I want to hand it all over to him and, and have the opportunity to just relax and not send a single bill and know it will get done or 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 have us split the roles. I have to say, when I ask him to do anything, he will do it. So you might say, have you talked to him about it? Yes, I have. He says he understands my complaint and he helps out for a little while and then he's back to thinking the water turns on by itself. I've even considered letting the water get turned off so he can see what it takes to run a household. However, we do have children and I'm personally not willing to sacrifice in this way. And I've considered auto bill paying for everything, but that option is not conducive. So my question, how do I get him to pitch in with this consistently or to even take it over completely? Okay, so. I don't know. Well, on a she person, answered all the things I was going to say. You were going to say, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. In our relationship, we actually have the same situation going on that they do. I take care of all of the bills. And when I say I take care of them is I manage them just like how she is. Not meaning I pay all the bills and he just does whatever he wants. We, I, I manage all the bills. But the reason that had, that actually started with us before we got married, when we were living together, because we lived together before we got married. And I'm just really good at that stuff. I remember when our paychecks would go into the account, I would get excited and I would sit down and I would balance all the accounts and I would balance all the bills, take care of everything. And playing with numbers and crunching numbers excited me. So... I did it and also I was I'm also better at being on top of schedules and calendars and things like that. So it makes sense in our marriage for me to do that. And like she said, whenever she asks him to do anything, he does it and you're the same. So I still want to go back to the last part where she said auto pay, auto bill pay for everything because I think that we need to de- de- to figure out why it's not conducive because that is the that is the answer. I do not think the answer is having him share this responsibility or even her paying it every single time there has to be some other solution yeah there there has to be so let me start with the auto pay i am one of those auto pay people we are an auto pay family because once um i I don't know if it was when the kids started rolling in or if it was just a matter of um i got really busy with work maybe a combination of the two but it became really really difficult to manage all of the different bills, especially when you go from having an apartment where you pretty much pay your utility. So what's that? Electricity, cable. your phone bill, cable, which cable and phone are now together. Yeah. Now in 2017, it's, you know, it's together now. So cable, phone, electricity, cell phone. I don't know what other bill there really is. So because we didn't have to pay for our um, gas, we didn't have to pay for heat where we where we lived in Brooklyn Um, and most places you don't. I don't know what else there really is. Yeah, we don't pay for water when we're in apartments. So, yeah, we went from having three bills when we moved into a house to having a ton more, you know, from uh, mortgage to water bill, sewer bill, insurance, cars, um, landscaping, landscaping, house cleaning, um, what else do we have to pay? Oh, we have to pay electric and gas. And I already said water and sewer. So our bills just increased by the amount that they were. So auto bill became my favorite thing. Now, if it's not conducive because your accounts are too unstable to handle a ton of bills coming out all at once, and we understand that very, very well, because that happens to us. Certain certain periods of the month, we can't really spend no extra money because our accounts are extremely unstable stable because a bulk of the bills come out. One thing that I've done is starting to split up the bill because yes, with auto pay, they want you to pay the whole bill. They want you to pay the whole bill on one particular day, but you can stagger those payments. You can split them up weekly. And I don't know if you've ever considered this, but this is my suggestion because I do this with our car notes. Um, 
instead of paying $300 all in one lump sum when the bill is due, I split that up either $75 every single week over the month or $100 every single week over the month, which actually ends up being that you pay more. But because it is a car note, paying more only helps us by reducing the amount of payments we have to make and ultimately reducing the amount of interest we have to pay. You can do the same thing for your, your, um, you can do the same thing for your mortgage. Instead of paying one huge lump sum of your mortgage at the on the day that it's due or a few days before it's due, split that up into weekly payments. And all you have to do is go into your account and set it up to pay that amount reoccurring. Sometimes they say how frequently and you can choose weekly. And sometimes you just put reoccurring and you select all the days. So that would be my recommendation to you is go take a few, take a day. Go through all your bills and break them down so that the payments are not coming out all in one lump sum, but instead are coming out weekly. And choose a weekday that you know is best for you. So most people get paid on Thursdays or Fridays. So choose that day because you know every two weeks on on that Thursday or on that Friday, you're going to be getting money in and you can handle the payments that way. That would be my suggestion is to reevaluate your feelings and your opinions on the auto pay. Now, what do what do you say about if if what I'm suggesting to her is not okay, it still doesn't work. She could possibly create a schedule for him to go on to pay the bills. So maybe he needs a reminder like how we have reminders on our phone. Mm-hmm. We are our calendar. She could help him set it up in the calendar. Okay, next Wednesday, so-and-so bills need to get paid. So he can remember to do that Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. You know, I like that. Reminded. I like that idea. Because it's teamwork, right? Mm-hmm. So she is doing a little bit of work by putting it in, making the schedule. So he sees these are when all these bills are due. And if there are some bills that can be auto-paid, maybe auto-pay those bills in the way that I suggested with splitting them up over the month. That way, maybe the major bills that cannot be afforded to be late even a second, like those are, yeah, like rent, mortgage, um, car notes. You don't want to mess around with car notes because that's like credit, right? Credit card bills. You don't want to mess around with those. One day late is a, is a problem because you get hit with late fees. And, you know, once you're more than 30 days late on certain bills, you get hit with a, a discredit, a strike on your credit report. So if you're, you miss a, a, a payment on your car for 30 days, your credit, your credit report will show that and you go down a couple points. So, but like cell phone bill, if you're a few days late on that, no harm done. Same thing with the water bill, gas bill. Like there's bills that you can take a couple, you know, days and be late with them and you're good. So maybe the bills that are like you must pay on the day, no excuses, those you auto pay. And then the other bills you have the schedule for so that you guys can set it down. And I hope you're taking advantage of online. I don't know. Oh no, she's 36. She's been married for 17 years. Wow. So they got married at what? 19? Yeah, they got married at 19. Mm. So, but, but at 36, they have computers. <laughs> it's not like my mom. My mom will never pay a bill or lie. She's I, every time my mom has to pay a bill. She's like, Oh, I'm going into Sears. I'm like, you could do that on the computer. Yeah, your dad too. He used to write checks. My dad would write checks and instead of putting it in the mailbox, because you know you can you could put your check in your mailbox and your mail carrier will take it. My dad would not do that. He wouldn't walk up the street to the post box. He would take it to the mail post office. And I get why people do that. You know, there's issues with the post box and things like that. But yeah, my dad was real old school. He wrote checks for everything. But my dad was in his almost in his 60s, day 36. So if you're taking advantage of online billing and payment, you can get the apps. That was my suggestion. Sure. They can get the apps. And pay it through the apps. And pay it through the apps. A lot of these um, places now make it convenient for you by offering you apps. I know AT&T has an app, PSEG. That's our um, electric company. I'm not sure if National Grid has an app. I'm sure everywhere got an app. I'm sure that, yeah, they Mc- might have apps. McDonald's has an app. <laughs> yeah, but McDonald's have apps because they want you to buy stuff. You know, these companies might not be thinking, let's make it more convenient for payment. Yeah. Um and credit card companies. Or she could also yeah. pay the minimums 
all minimums on her credit cards. And when they do get some extra change in, they could throw a little, you know, bread on Yeah, that's true too. So that is definitely an option. So get the apps if that works. You set that reminder, put it in both of your calendars so that on a day where you both tend to be free at a specific time, y'all sit together and you say, we're going to crank out these payments or at least scheduling them because you can... You can decide on a Sunday because Sunday is an easier day for you both that we'll sit down after church on Sunday and we'll schedule the bills for the month. But it doesn't mean you're paying them. You know, it's not the same as an auto pay. It's just you're taking your time to decide when you want to pay it and then doing it that way. That's an option, too. But do we have any responses for her? to Because she doesn't. Let's say she don't want none of our advice. I don't know if, would you consider it stubborn if it just came down to, I just want him to do it? Is that stubborn or is it about, is it about more? Is it more than it's, what she's it saying? Be, it could be about more. Maybe she has more responsibilities other than this that she does not want to do or she wants to focus more on. Or she has mm-hmm. no leeway because she has to take the time to pay the bills. Or maybe she feels like he just ain't paying attention. He just, you know, taking it for granted in just out drinking a beer in the garage and she's inside doing everything <laughs> well, all she's, day. No, but he, she said he does what she needs. When she asks. When she asks. But, but maybe we, she don't want to ask. But we, we've experienced that. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. It's not. You got to ask me for stuff. It doesn't happen unless you ask and vice versa. Yeah. So, you know, do I do... Am I, am I pissed because you don't know the exact amount of the water bill? No. I don't know the exact amount of the water bill either because I just auto pay it. But she doesn't. She's writing out checks or maybe she's doing, um, on you know, going online on the day it's due. And she just, is it this, is it just that you want him to be responsible for this because you feel like he's not responsible? Are you getting at that point where you need him to have some type of like responsibility? Mm-hmm. Is there anything that's lingering here? And I'm only speculating because yeah. if what we offered her is good, then, you know, she should, be all right. she should be all right. But I'm just thinking if if the goal is I just want him to do it, I just want him to do it. Like, it's just stubborn and yeah. I don't want n- no other else. resolution than yeah. it's something else. Yep. Okay. So that is the end of our uh questions babe thank you You're welcome thank you were you. awesome let me know if you want him to co-host more guys don't let her know <laughs> so let's get into my new segment called boss mom moves and in this segment it's where i share with you a business decision a business action a business purchase or anything that i've done in my business to help make it better to help me be better and to help my business grow so my husband is actually going to join us for this and he's going to share his boss dad move <laughs> or a boss move boss business move whatever you want to call it um but i'll share mine first so my boss mom move over the last couple of weeks have all been related to my daughter's boutique i told you i purchased her domain name and then I also shared with you that I purchased her um I I purchased the clothing to go into her her boutique so today's boss mom move is actually related to my um my Janelle B Stewart brand where I've recently have been working really hard at coming up with merchandise so over the last couple of months I've been working on creating a mug that I absolutely love I love 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 it and for those of you who have been tuning into my podcast on the regular you already know what my favorite quote is it's the quote that I end every single podcast with well most of them And that quote is, inhale confidence, exhale doubt. And that quote has been a mantra of mine for maybe a little under a year. And I found it one day on Pinterest. And when I read it, it really resonated with me because in my business and in my work, when you're an entrepreneur and you're working for yourself, you get anxiety a lot and you doubt what you're doing. You don't know if the decision you're going to make is going to be a good one. You don't know if people will respond to something you've done or how they'll respond. And sometimes you have to get in partnerships and you're not really sure. And while I, I'm always praying to God and asking for support, having doubt still comes in. And so whenever I'm in a situation where I'm ex- I'm anxious and I'm not really sure about, about myself or what I'm about to do, I always say inhale confidence and then I take a big deep breath, exhale doubt, and then I breathe out. Inhale confidence, I breathe in, exhale doubt, I breathe out. And so I decided that I wanted to make 
I wanted to put that quote on some merchandising. And so I actually recently created some mugs. I have these beautiful 12-ounce Java mugs. They're two-tone mugs with pink and white. And they have the quote, inhale confidence, exhale doubt on them. And you can actually purchase them now if you're interested or if you just want to see what it looks like and you want to support me by sharing that with someone else or maybe buying it as a gift for yourself or for someone else. But basically, I figured it would be great to be on a mug because... You can start your day with your morning tea or your morning coffee or, you know, end your day with your morning tea, with your evening tea, and you can read that quote and you can remind yourself to just be confident and let go of doubt. So you can get that mug. I also have it on a pen. It's a really beautiful Bic pen. You can check that out on JanelleBStewart.com. And in the upcoming weeks, it will also be on a notebook that I'm creating, a career notebook. Um, it's not available just yet, but it will be. So if you want to check back JanelleBStewart.com frequently to see what kind of things I'm adding to my shop, or maybe you want to subscribe to my podcast newsletter, and as these things launch, you'll be told right away, that's an option too. But that was my boss mom move, is getting some merchandising up and running on my website, and I'm really excited to bring that to you guys. So babe? What's your boss move, boss business move that you made, your boss dad move for your business? Um, boss business move, I would say, um, I like to say no a lot or like people, you know, ask me to do something. And before I really think about it, even if money is involved, I'd rather, you know, think about my time. And um, I would say no, <laughs> right off the whim and then think about it. But uh, why do you do that? Because I don't, I don't want to throw myself into a situation I won't be able to handle. So at first I say no. Okay. But then I think about it and I, then I can retract on it. Mm. It's easier to retract on something than if you say yes. You say something. Yes. Yeah, you can't say no after you say right. yes. Right. They want to hold you to it. <laughs> okay. So what I've been doing is actually probably pausing, then saying yes to something I would say no at. Mm. So that way I kind of throw myself into a situation that... I could just work on handling. So, yeah, I said no. Well, I would say no. But instead of saying no, I said yes. So that way I can gain the experience from it. I could see whatever life lesson I can learn from it. Mm-hmm. And I could just get it done. And maybe it would bring in some more money. Yeah. Do you remember when I was reading that book by Shonda Rhimes over there on the shelf? The Year yeah. of Yes. It reminds me of that. Because she was like that. She would say no to everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then she decided she was going to have a year where she said yes to everything. Another thing that I want to offer you in your decision making with yes and no's and all that is it's okay to also say, let me think about it. Yeah. But when I say let me think about it. You really mean no? Most of the time I do mean no. I probably mean no like 75% of the time. But when I say let me think, let me think about it, I'm probably not going to get back to you. Okay. And and that So that doesn't work for that you. That doesn't work for me because it makes me say I kind of just put it off right away. So, let me think about it means if I'm really interested, I'm going to jump to it or I'm just not going to be bothered to get back to them, which okay. is very bad. So, I rather just say, "Yes, I'll do it." Then figure out the situations of where I can do it, then maybe we could even talk about a compromise of how we can do it. Okay, so you're in your year of yes. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right. Well, that don't mean people should ask me stuff thinking I'm going to say yes, though. <laughs> well, babe, can you let everybody know how they can get in touch with you? If they if you're someone who's listening, you're like, I want to work with him as a photographer. Um, don't be in my hubby's DMs because you're trying to get at him because he's a good man. That's why I don't post him nowhere. Um, but if they just want to work with you on a photography professional level, how can they get in touch with you? Instagram. Photos by JNP. Um, website. And like Nancy, not and, yeah, right? Yeah, and J Nancy P. But it's really J N I C E P. J Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, photos by JNP on Instagram. And on the website, they can find me at www.jnicephotography.com. Okay, and I'll put the links in the description of this video so you can support my husband's page and his business by following him, liking him, subscribing to him as well. I want to get into my other new segment that I have not done since I announced that it was a segment, and it's called My DVR is Lit. So I mentioned before that 
I'm the type of person who loves to watch TV, but I often don't get to watch TV when it's coming on live. Um, sometimes I am able to, but that's very not, that's not often, few and far between. So my DVR is always always filled with new um, shows, with new episodes that I can sit and watch. And sometimes I end up watching like the three, the latest three episodes because I've missed that much time. But there are a few shows that I'm currently in love with. One is Scandal. Now I've been a diehard Scandal fan since the beginning of time. I did not watch season one. I didn't know about it. But when season two was returning, I um I watched all the episodes of season one and then I watched season two. So I've been into Scandal since season two and I'm not sure if they're in season six now or is it seven? Is it five? I'm not really sure, but I love me some Scandal. So in this latest, this in this season, um, the scandal right now is that the Democratic presidential nominee is Frankie Vargas. He's someone who nobody really knew about from a small country, and he's Latino. He was running against Melly, who is the wife of the current president. And if you watch the show, then you know the scandal all along these years has been that Fitz, the president, has been sleeping with the person who was on his campaign, his campaign manager, Olivia Pope, who's played by none other than Kerry Washington, Black Girl Magic. So... The season starts with with candidate Frankie Vargas getting elected the president. And right after he was elected, when he was about to greet the people, he was assassinated. And so now we're going through this tailspin of trying to figure out who shot Frankie. So, of course, most of America, myself included, along with all of the other gladiators out there and Olivia Pope and them, we all know that Cyrus did it. And I say we know because Cyrus is a scoundrel. So we know that Cyrus killed Frankie. We know he had him assassinated. And there's evidence that's pointing to, to it being Cyrus. But now they just have to prove it. So we're on the hustle now to prove that Frankie Vargas was killed, was assassinated at the hands of Cyrus Bean, who was the president's right ha- right hand man. And he's no longer the president's right hand man because he's just done some horrible things. And he wants to be president so bad that this is why he did that. So y'all need to tune into Scandal. It comes on Thursdays. I have a Scandal chat on my Facebook page, my Janelle B. Stewart Facebook page. You can find it at Facebook.com backslash Janelle B. Stewart. And on Thursdays, we have a scandal chat. You can join us there and we talk about the show while it's going on. And so right now, my DVR is lit with scandal. And I'll talk about one other show because my DVR is lit with this show. And that show is Being Mary Jane, which comes on BET late in the evening, late as And uh, I have to stay up super, super late if I want to watch it when it comes on. So I typically watch it the next day. And Being Mary Jane is starred by Gabrielle Union, whom we love, Black Girl Magic. And if you've not watched from the very beginning, I believe this is season four. I've watched every single season. Mary Jane Paul is a... um, a news anchor, and she had to leave her job and her career in Atlanta, and now she's in New York. And Mary Jane is a hopeless romantic. She wants to be loved and have love in her life so badly. And now she's dating this guy, Lee, whom she met in a bar one night, in a club one night, as a one-night stand, took him home, was trying to do the one-night stand thing, but she knows she's not a one-night stand kind of person. And as a result, she ends up telling this man that she she wants him to tell her he loves her like they're in the middle of doing a deed and she's like tell me you love me like Mary Jane you know I love that she's a hopeless romantic but I just hate how she goes about things and this new guy Lee I feel like he's a good guy and I love that he's really he really likes her but I also love that he's smart and he's not just trying to take advantage of her because she's so easy to take advantage of. Um, she's also going through some really crazy stuff in her career because the lead news anchor in the current news station where she's working, her name is Rhonda, another black woman. She's not really a great person. She knows how to, she kind of knows the business and she's also one of those people who will backstab you, cheat, lie, like she will do what she needs to do, but she goes about it in a very somewhat classy way and Rhonda brought in someone from Mary Jane's past 
who doesn't really respect Mary Jane and they don't have the best relationship at all. And so it's great to see this character who's played by Michael Ealy. Um, I think his name is Justin. Is his name Justin? I think his name is Justin. Well, if y'all watch the show, y'all know. He comes in and he's so fine with his fine self and he's just giving Mary Jane a hard time. <laughs> he's giving her a hard time, but it's just beautiful to watch the tension between the two of them because I feel like something might go down with them in the future. I'm not sure, but I feel like something might go down with them in the future. Um, Just because there's so much tension between them, you just feel like they're going to pop one day and it's just going to happen. But yeah, those are the two shows that I wanted to highlight in my DVR because I'm in love with them. You should totally check them out so we can have something to talk about um, on Twitter, especially on Twitter. You could tweet me at Janelle B. Stewart and we can talk about those um those shows and now I want to get into the reviewer shout out so my goal is to get one review every single day and I ask for those of you who are tuning in today to please take a few seconds after you listen to this video to open up the reviews in iTunes you just click on you just type in my name in the search and when you see Janelle B. Stewart podcast you click on the podcast and when you do that you'll see that it has a section where it says reviews write a review and you can write me a review there Because my reviews have been slow to come in, I only have two today, but I do prefer to read three. So hopefully you will be one of my reviews that I get today. So I will have three to read next time. All right, this review comes from Sean Wendy Z. She gave the podcast five stars and titled it, Doubt Your Fears, Not Your Dreams. I love, 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 love this topic. This podcast really hit my soul. Growing up, we were told to get a good job, a nice house, and live the American dream. Starting a business was never preached to us. Now that we know better, we can do better and teach our kids how to become better. They can take our torch and keep running with it. We are changing generations to come. Thanks, Janelle. Well, thank you so much, Wendy. I do appreciate what you're saying. And yes, I agree, which is why in that podcast, I really... I really felt like I needed to talk about entrepreneurship in the black community and how we don't have the tools we need, but doesn't mean we cannot be the first generation to do it in our families. And the second podcast is from Knockout Ken. He titled the podcast Five Stars and said, great, awesome podcast, just subscribed and I'm one episode in, can't wait to binge listen. I love that. I love when people tell me that they're binge listening. It always makes my day. Thank you so much, Ken. And like I said before, if you would like to leave me a review on iTunes, it would be greatly appreciated. All right, so that's it for today's podcast. I really do hope you enjoyed tuning in. I hope that my husband and I were able to give you all a different perspective, a different take on your marriage and your questions. If you do have questions that you want to ask, you can always tweet me at Janelle B. Stewart or you can send me an email at info at JanelleBStewart.com. You can ask me anything. You can ask me anything. Before I go, I want to leave you with my favorite quote and that quote is, inhale confidence, and exhale doubt. I hope you have a great week. And as always, I love you for listening. Bye.